Welcome to the Fem Nation Podcast, where we wholeheartedly believe women entrepreneurs can rise together. Success comes in many flavors. There are no secret strategies. Women entrepreneurs are rewriting history by defining success on their own terms. Hi, I'm White of Gannon, the down-to-earth chick with a different name. Entrepreneur and founder of the Female Entrepreneur Movement, our business is dedicated to helping women start and grow their businesses, increasing financial independence. Each week, join me for inspiring stories and powerful interviews of women entrepreneurs sharing their lessons to success to help you take your business to the next level. Now, let's go for it. Welcome back to the Fem Nation podcast. Today, I have an amazing guest, Luria Petrucci, and she is a live streaming pro. I'm going to let her tell a little bit more about that along our journey of her entrepreneurial world, but I want to first thank her for coming on. So thank you for being here, Luria. Thank you so much for having me. I'm so glad to be here. Yes. Let me ask you the question of the hour. Where did your entrepreneurial journey begin? Oh, how much time do you have? (laughs) (laughs) Don't don't we always go back to the way beginning, right? (laughs) We do, but that's the coolest part. I know, right? Um, So back in 2005, I actually was one of the very first video podcasters. And so back in that day, podcasting actually meant audio and video. Uh, Now it just means audio. And so it kind of had a split along the way. And it was funny, just total side note here. I got um, inducted into the podcast hall of fame in 2017. And I was like, this is so awkward because I don't have a podcast, but I'm known for podcasting because then back in the day, yeah. <laughs> that's that where I got started. Was. Yeah. <laughs> and so it's, it was just kind of funny. I will have a podcast. I'll get back there. But, um, and so, yeah, when Apple released their very first video iPod, um, if you remember that, that was my first foray into the world of podcasting. And I just, I was a total geek. I had no desire. I was probably the shyest person you'd ever met. Um, I had no desire to be on camera. I had no desire to be out in public. Uh, but I was kind of geeky and just playing with this new found technology. Right. And I was like, this is cool. And kind of by nature of figuring out how the podcasting technology worked, I had to actually do something and I had to put myself out there. And and so uh, Apple had announced their video iPod in October of 2005. And I was like, okay, that's, that's interesting. So people will be getting these for Christmas. They need videos to watch on this device. So I did a tech news and reviews show and I did that for 10 years. So I was known as Callie Lewis. Uh, That was my alias for 10 years. And I built up an audience of about 2 million and I was doing tech news and reviews. I was the tech queen as they called me. (laughs) Oh man. So that's how I kind of got started. Um, Very quickly, in 2006, I got invited on a TV show. And that was my first experience with live TV. Up until that point, I had done everything super scripted. I was very uncomfortable in front of the camera, like most people are when they start. And I, I just had to have everything prepared, scripted. I had to know exactly what was what was going on, what I was doing. And when I got invited to be on a, a mentor, like a like the 
godfather of tech, um, Leo Laporte, I went on his uh, TV show and I was like, oh crap, <laughs> like, I don't know what I'm doing. I have to be unscripted. I have to just talk from the, the, you know, off the cuff. And I was scared to death. But when you get opportunities like that, well, in my book, you just say yes. And then you figure <laughs> out how to do it. Right. <laughs> so I'm, in all of my my career, I got opportunity after opportunity that I, I just didn't shy away from. And so I think I, I love putting myself in situations where I don't know how to accomplish something. Mm. And so, you know, when I when Panasonic asked me to do a live stream for them and representing them and Samsung and AT&T, like all of these big companies were willing to pay me to be their representative and I didn't know what I was doing. And so I was like, oh, yes take their money. And then I was either forced to shine or to fail miserably and put my reputation on the line. Right. So I, I love doing that. And I think that's one of the most powerful ways to accomplish something is to just put yourself out there and force yourself to accomplish something you have no idea how to do. Um, so I did that several times throughout my career, which led to more and more growth and opportunities for me. And so that was like, I did, I started doing a lot of live video and people don't realize live video has been around for a very long time. <laughs> right? right. Right. So Facebook live came out in like what, 2015. Um, and that's when I started live streaming pros. Uh, but I didn't ever consider myself an entrepreneur for that first 10 years of who I was, Callie Lewis doing tech news and reviews. I never consider myself an entrepreneur. I didn't know, I didn't really have any concept. I was young. <laughs> I didn't have any concept of, of that. And I had business partners, um, two business partnerships that just failed miserably, went, went badly. You know, I, I don't, I don't regret anything, but like sure. they, when I, when the second one failed because the contract wasn't what I thought it was both times. I now have a lawyer look over all my contracts, by the way. Smart move. <laughs> right. Um, but yeah, so when the second one failed, um, I was done. I was done being in control or controlled by other people. And and inside note, like I have lived my entire life up until I was 34 in controlling relationships of one kind or another since mm-hmm. I was a kid. So I didn't know any different. And I finally had to break out of that and I had to learn how to step out on my own. And through that process, I was like, I'm done with the alias. I'm done with doing tech news and reviews. What's next? And my now partner and um, his name is David Foster, and he he was like, you know, there's this whole world of like like te- teaching what you know, <laughs> and I was like, what? <laughs> what is this? Uh, and I'm a natural teacher at heart, and so it was very uh, eye opening and exciting that I could help people um, with learning to do what I'd done because that was the number one question. I answered that question, by the way, for 10 years, I answered that question without a text expander kind of situation, like one-on-one answered, help people figure out how to do what I did. And I didn't even know that there was a way to, you know, course it up (laughs) and, and sell that information. And so that was what I was becoming aware of in about 2014, 2015. 
And uh, that's when I started live streaming pros. I was like, oh, well, live video is the thing that I'm really, 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 really good at. Like I can do live video for, I've done 24 Mm -hmm. hours. I do, you know, uh, eight hours regularly live, just no breaks, just just go. And I'm really good at it. And I'm like, well, now live is becoming a thing. So let's do this. (laughs) Right. What was your first step into that part of it? So live streaming pros is the business that that's where you decided to sell your knowledge on the, you know, as far as how people can do that. What was the first iteration of that and how did it shift? Well, actually, um, so the first iteration was called Geeks University. So mm. my brand had always been geek related. So I had transitions throughout the years, but it was, it was always geek brief, geek beat. And then I was like, well, the geek thing, you know, because <laughs> and so my audience was geeks and I just did Geeks University and we were teaching video and video you know, there are a lot of people who teach video and, mm-hmm. um, while I'm very good at it, I, I, I realized that Geeks University doesn't really niche me down. And, mm-hmm. you know, a mentor had asked like, what is it, what does it say? <laughs> like, what does it say about what you do? And so at that point, that's when I was like, oh, okay. So I'm focusing on live streaming only because that's where the opportunity in the market was. And then we went full force left video behind it, just general video, and then full focus on live streaming. Um, because that, that's where I could set myself apart, right? Like no one else was doing live video at that time and no one knew how to do live video. So I could be out there and I could really take the market. And so that's, that's kind of what I was thinking at the time, but so, I had to learn. Oh, go ahead. Oh, so strategically that was, you know, that was the strategic piece that made sense. Yeah. For sure. And while I can talk about a billion other things in the video world, you know, there are a lot of other people who do that too. So it just didn't make any sense to to keep trying to fit myself in, in that market. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And then I also had to learn how to, um, how to look at myself as an entrepreneur. <laughs> like I hadn't, right. I hadn't thought of myself that way at all, even though I was, I was an entrepreneur for 10 years, but I had to finally, I, you know, I didn't have a partner who did most of the work on the business side anymore. And I was like, okay, I have to learn all of this stuff and I have to, uh, trust myself. Every, many people throughout my whole life had told me, you can't do it without me. You can't do, um, anything, but be a pretty face on camera. Mm-hmm. and. Uh, you know, so it was like that part of the process was probably the most difficult, and it took three years of really mm-hmm. hard work to get past all of that and to learn to just trust my instincts. And and I still deal with that every day, right? Mm-hmm. I think we all probably do in some way or another. <laughs> but I had to I had to teach myself just that it was okay to that I could do it that I could do it without somebody else's help. Mm-hmm. What do you think the biggest, the biggest hurdle for the, your entrepreneurial journey was to get to that point that you, was it just doing it, just learning it? You know, I mean, what, what was a catalyst for you to be able to finally embrace being that entrepreneur? You know, it was, it was a lot of mental unblockage 
Um, and I didn't want to do the work at first on myself mm-hmm. to say, you know, well, somebody else told me that I couldn't do this. Um, and while I had that driving spirit inside of me, I was like, hell no, <laughs> like <laughs> you right. can't tell me what I can't do. Um, right. I, I had to do the work on myself in order to free up my brain of like, yes, I can do this. So because of that, I spent the first few years of my business trying to do everything by the book, like learning what I was supposed to do mm-hmm. and then doing exactly that. And honestly, none of it worked, <laughs> you know, like right. some of, well, most of it didn't work. I, I had opportunities very quickly working with Michael Hyatt and Amy Porterfield and Pat Flynn and all of these amazing people. Um, and so, you know, those, it actually, I was getting attention in the market. I was having success. We grew to a $350,000 company very quickly. So I can't say that it wasn't working, but at the same time, internally, it wasn't working, right? Mm -hmm. I felt very stiff. Um, And so I had to, I've always been known as like the authentic girl. Like I'm, I'm exactly who you are, who you see me as on video. But at the same time, I had to, unpack that again and learn how to um, break free of the barriers that that had kind of held me back through the learning process. And so I, I was like, okay, well, I have to be a marketer now. You know, like I have right. to do business correctly. Putting a label on it. Yes. And I thought that's what being an entrepreneur was, is being the things that everybody tell, tells you to do. And uh, David, uh, to all his credit, was constantly, you know, challenging me and like, well, why does it matter to do it that way? Like, do it yourself, do it your way. <laughs> mm-hmm. And um, so I have to thank him, you know, hugely for that because it's, it's been a constant voice in my brain, like, do it your own way, do it your own way. And um, I still, I still catch myself doing things, and I think we all do catch yourself doing things the way some marketer tells you to do it Mm. and you got to break the rules. Right. And so it's been a, it's been a journey and a learning process to break those rules and to put my own personality into Mm. my world and the way I do things. For example, webinars, I adore Amy Porterfield. Like she's one of my mentors, a friend, like I, she's awesome. And when I took webinars that convert one of her, her older courses, that's now a digital course Academy, I did everything by the book. I was like, literally watched her webinar. I was like, word for word. I literally wrote out her script. I've done that. Oh my God. (laughs) I was like, I'm doing it exactly like her. Because that works. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) Right. Um, It actually did work because at that time I was able to actually put my own spin on it and my own personality. And so I put myself on camera and I did the things that I know I have strengths in. Um, so I didn't do slides for my first webinar. I, I just did. Well, actually, no. Years before I did my first webinar that failed miserably, slides only. But then I was like, I'm a video girl. So I need to do this live and I need to do video on camera. So I put myself on camera uh, the whole time. 
Um, and now that's a trend that's starting to, you know, pick <laughs> up and you see that a lot more because it's massively important in my belief. Uh, but in, and I converted 34% on that webinar and I was like, Oh, that's good. Like this, this is how you do it. You put yourself into the formulas <laughs> that exist <laughs> that people are teaching. And so throughout that whole process, I, I've really learned, um, how important and how, how lacking it is in the space that, that you put your personality into whatever it is you're doing. It's what I've always done naturally. Um, but then I was like, I had this idea and I wasn't fully, it wasn't fully formed uh, two years ago. And I then a year ago had, I think it was about a year ago, the name came to me, uniquely you, you uniquely you. And I was like, that's what I need to teach people. <laughs> that's what I need yes. to do myself. That's what I need to teach people that, and it became something that beyond live streaming tied into it, but beyond live streaming, it became kind of my life's mission. I was like, this, this idea won't let me go. And, um, so I, I spent about a year afraid of it. <laughs> And I was like, what does this even mean? You know? And I, I just, I tested it out, did a couple of videos. People reacted extremely well to it. Had a little Facebook group with a small, small group of people of like my students and they were reacting, like overreacting to it. I was like, whoa, like, where is this reaction coming from? And what do I do with it? And it scared me to death. And, uh, so I kind of pulled back from it. I was like, I don't know what to do with this idea. This is too big for me. And uh, then it still wouldn't let me go. <laughs> it just, it just wouldn't go away. And um, so I, I then began to realize how important it was. And uh, I started integrating it. I'm now integrating it into the content that I already do. But it's a bigger, bigger concept that I will be exploring much, much better fuller mm. in terms of creating uniquely you content and, and building a business that is uniquely you and creating a life that is uniquely you. And I think that that's the been throughout my entrepreneurial journey, it's been very tied into my personal journey of learning how to live my uniquely life, uniquely you life without the pressures or anybody else having a say. Mm -hmm. in who I am, what I do, what I say, what I think, because that was my entire life for 34 years of people telling me what to say, telling me what to think, what to do. Right. Mm -hmm. And it's like, I had to break free from that. And so, yeah, it's been, uh, so that's my next step is, is, is really fully embracing that concept and helping people understand what that means to their lives, to their mm -hmm. businesses and to their content. Which I think is very important because um, so much of the online space that I have seen, and I haven't been in it as long as you, but uh, so much of the online space is a lot of learning. The e-learning is massive in its good, but the trap for early entrepreneurs is to get in the cycle of just consistently learning and then learning all the things which can have good components to it. It's not that they're they're wrong or what they're teaching. It's just that they get stuck in this learning mode and they yeah. don't actually apply the you piece. 
the, the individuality piece. So then it's like a bunch of little people, you know, doing what the teacher taught them to do, but it's all redundant because the teacher has that well done. So then you need, you need to have that extra, extra something, that piece, the story. Mm -hmm. And I talk about that. The story of who you are is what drives that and needs to be somewhat connected. Not the, not the spammy, you know, air all your dirty laundry on Facebook. No, (laughs) but, but the incorporation of who you are, what you're doing, why you're doing, why is this matter? What are you creating? Cause there, mm-hmm. and there's a lot of, um, ICA stuff, the avatar, finding the avatar yeah. stuff and figuring out who it is. And I help, you know, blank do blank. So that blank, which is good, but I'm actually going to spin this, um, on a, on a post. I probably won't go live with it, but on a post, cause I want to ask them, what do you have that you sell and why? Does that matter for you? You know, I mean, it's something that people are, yes. Okay. We all want to change the world. Now we have a bunch of, you know, change makers and they're good. It's a good, noble thing to do, but we also want to connect with the humanness of it. Yes. And that's, I feel like that's been kind of my mission underlying this, this, the whole time I've been doing content online. And it's like, you you have to tap into you, you know, it's like, that's so, it's so important to everything that we do. And I, I agree. It's like people just learn and learn and learn and they implement and they wonder why it's not working. And in my courses, like I literally start out a course by saying, okay, I'm going to teach you the formula. I'm going to teach you exactly step-by-step how to do all of this, but here's what I want you to do first. I want you to understand that you're taking this formula and maybe you implement it once exactly as is Mm -hmm. because it's new to you and you need to understand it. Then the second time around, you're adding you, like you find, you find one thing in here that doesn't feel quite right to you. Because we all like, and every formula that exists, right? So for, for like for, for like webinars, right? So for Amy, that one thing was slides on screen. I was like, where am I? And not that, that sounds vain, but like, <laughs> <laughs> but I know that video is my strength. And when people see me on video, they react well to me and they can see the smile in my eyes and I can connect with them on a deeper level, right? Like I know that that's been my thing for, for 13 years. So I have to add that. So you find that one thing that doesn't feel quite right and you change it up for your personality. And so I like, even though I teach step-by-step and formulas, I will encourage the heck out of my audience to make sure that they're doing it their own way. Um, Cause I believe that that's really the only way to success. If you yes. look at anybody's success stories and you dig in to the reasons why they were successful, you'll actually see that they didn't follow the formula exactly as is. Right. Right. <laughs> you don't change so, it going forward. You don't, you don't change the, the, the conversation going forward. If you're, if you're not stepping out of the comfort zone of doing it like everybody else did. Yes, exactly. So I'm, I think that that's my, my mission in life now, you know, is like it, the concept wouldn't let me alone. And so 
and, and I've, I've already done a lot of work on that and with my students and with my audience. And now I just want to like go full force in, in terms of, uh, bringing people along for that concept and, and fully embracing it, figuring out who they are first and foremost, because I think that's the problem with a lot of entrepreneurs is that they're trying to do this stuff, but they don't know who they are yet. Right. And right. And I'll be 1000% completely honest because I believe in authenticity, uh, obviously, <laughs> right? Um, <laughs> but I, I think that there's a problem with the world of authenticity right now. And that's the, that people use it as a badge of honor and it's not, it becomes fake authenticity. Mm. It's a surface level authenticity that people say that they are, and I'm using air quotes right now. <laughs> it's like, um, I can and see so, <laughs> right. <laughs> I was like, oh, wait, we're on a podcast. <laughs> um, <laughs> so I, I, I think that that's a big problem in our world is that everybody's being authentic and then they're not really. And so I look at true vulnerability and that's what yes. I try and achieve. And in 1000% completely honesty, honest. Yeah. Honesty right now, I am actually going through another phase of internally looking at where am I not being authentic? And I think this is a constant check-in with ourselves that we must have as entrepreneurs mm -hmm. is to look at ourselves, evaluate, because we all have different phases of life, right? So as you enter a new phase of life, what are you doing that is an old phase, right? So whether you're a mother who, whose children have left the nest and you're um, now facing like, who are you personally? Uh, I have students who deal with that, that kind of concept. And you now are a different person in this phase of your life. So how does that change what your business looks like? How does that change mm. how your content plays out? And so for me right now, I'm actually evaluating like, wow, I actually have old crap. <laughs> I would use a stronger word, but like, <laughs> I have old crap that was put on me by my old partner when I first started doing video in 2005 when I was 24 years old. And I'm still actually holding on to that in my online personality. And I'm like... Yeah. Okay. And my mother, my, my mother was like, that's a, that's a him thing. I was like, oh crap. <laughs> now I have to work to shed that old stuff because it, it comes in the, the way that this plays out is that I, I try and in normal life, if somebody says something to me in a live video in, a, in the chat comments, area. And I was like, and, and I disagree with it in normal life. I'd argue with that. And I'd be like, Oh, come on. That's not right. And like, right. don't do that. Or don't say that. that's, this is why, but because I was so controlled and there was a bubble around me of, of perfection. Um, and to fully get this, you have to understand that, um, as Callie Lewis, I wasn't quote unquote, allowed to have a glass of wine in my hands at a party because I might be pictured, I might, there might be a picture taken with me, um, with a glass of wine that may ruin my reputation. I was this image of perfection. It was me, but it was a perfected version of me. And I could never quite break through that until I 
let that name go, let everything she was go and started using Callie Lewis. So for, for, for that perfection, you know, if somebody says something that I don't agree with or something like that, I would find the most politically correct way to respond to that. And I still do that to this day. And, you know, I've been having these conversations with my partner and my mom, obviously, <laughs> like, like, how do I, how do I let that? It's, it's a tiny little thing, right. but it's, but it, but it's a must, it is a must thing that I let go. It's a necessary thing that I let go of and shed from my old self to match my fully authentic self here and now, where I am at 39. Oh, wait, now hold on. I'm a month away from being 39. So don't, <laughs> yeah, don't take that one yet. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Let's not go there yet. <laughs> um, but like, you know, I'm a different person at 24 and 38, 39. Um, so how do I match who I am right now? And how do I let go of those little tiny things that make a big difference in terms of of how people perceive me, in terms of how I can serve my audience best, in terms of how I can attract the right audience for me, right? All of these things are just so super important. I think they're the tiny little things that nobody ever pays any attention to. And what do you, how are you working on that for yourself? <sighs> um, I'm being aware of it first and foremost. Yes. And I had, when I mentioned that the uniquely you concept came to me uh, a year ago. I actually did a couple of videos on my own personal YouTube channel and I, there were total vlog style, which I don't typically do. I usually do scripted in front of the camera because I really, I think scripted, like I think by writing. So for me to create a bullet, a short video, I don't script live by the way. No, but, um, when I do like a YouTube video, I do, I do a script just because it's my way of condensing the information into a packed, you know, I'm not going off on tangents or saying I'm a lot like, and I think by writing. So for me, that's been the easiest way to create the information that I want to, to put out there. And so when I did these uniquely you videos, I actually, um, just did vlog style and I bullet pointed them out, but I just talked to camera and then I edited a whole lot of stuff out, right? Because it wasn't relevant. And um, I don't like going through that process, to be honest. <laughs> I like to just get in there and get the, get the job done and get out, right? And so right. Um, I don't typically work that way. And uh, the reaction to those videos was all was from everybody. Wow, this is a new side of you. I've never seen this side to you. And I was like, but that's just me. And then, <laughs> so David recently was like, those videos are the real you. And the, the, when I'm scripted, it's not like I'm putting it on front, but it's just a different way of communicating. If it's a different angle of you. It's a different angle. And so I'm, I'm actually re-watching those videos to just kind of put it in my brain of like what I did back then, right? Because it, it was out of passion and not preparation and I'm a planner. So, um, I did those videos out of prep, out of, out of passion and not preparation. And so I kind of am trying to tap back into those and integrate that side of me into my YouTube videos on the live streaming pros page or channel, um, where it's 
it's just a little bit more conversational rather than totally scripted. So I, to be honest, like this is part of the process. You kind of have to play with it, right? right? You kind of have to figure out what is right for you and what's not. And a lot of people are afraid to play and I'm afraid to play, you know, full transparency. Yep. I'm afraid of this, of this new process that I have to go through but it, I've done the I've done the same process over and over throughout the years as I transition into different phases. As I let Callie Lewis go, I did this. You know, I became the Luria who I am, and now I have to. It's just that final like stuff that I'm holding on to that I became aware of that I have to shed, and it's a scary process. But it's going to be so good on the other end. It's going to be wonderful. Right? <laughs> because if, I mean, if, if this is indicative of it, I mean, this is so, so conversational with you, you know I mean? Yeah. This is easy. It's not hard, but I think we try sometimes in the business forward facing part of it to make sure that we're businessy and right. that piece gets in the way and it's not 2015 people no. want to see who you are now because we need to be able to see the person to be able to know, like, and trust them mm -hmm. because those days of just purchasing or selling or whatever, all of the business world looks like, they don't exist like that anymore. Right. So we have to, we, it, it, but it's so much more transparent and authentic, but those that are searching for it will find you. They'll, they, right. they will find you and they will gravitate towards you and they will love what you do and the way that you do it because it is you. Mm -hmm. I'd like to have a, a stick or a repel kind of mentality, right? It's like, you're either going to stick to me because you love me or you're just going to walk away. And I'm totally happy to have you walk away. Like right. I've been told, I've been online for 13 years on YouTube <laughs> for 13 years. I've been told everything in the book, <laughs> both <laughs> positive and negative. So, you know, it doesn't phase me anymore, but um, it's, it's, it's an, it's a necessary thing for people to just be uh, willing to put themselves out there like that. Um, mm -hmm. You know, when I first started live streaming pros and I was in that mode of, okay, now I have to be an entrepreneur and I have to be professional. And because at Panasonic, when I, you know, when I had my own audience as Callie Lewis, I was goofy and things like that. But I also had to learn how to be professional on camera while integrating that personality because Panasonic and Samsung and AT&T, um, they have a certain, you know, professionality, per professionalism to this, uh, to them. And so I had to match their personality of the business side. Oh. Right. So I had all of that in me. And so when I came to live streaming pros and, and had to start that process, I was too, professional because trying too hard to be what I thought was what I was supposed to be. And I actually found out a year later, I lost opportunities out of that. Um, and I can't, I can't name names, but like now I, I have a relationship with the company that I lost an opportunity with, but man, and it's a great relationship now, but it wasn't until I broke free of that professionalism and I'm trying to be, you know, so stickler that, uh, that that opportunity came around again. Right. So like I lost out on something that I could have had earlier. Uh, and that's never fun. <laughs> no, you always kick yourself for it too. Oh yeah, for sure. And I, I actually use this term and I just want to bring that up professionality. It's what I 
it's what I um, talk about when it comes to combining professionalism and personality. Professionalism, I absolutely believe is necessary because your videos should look great, right? right. Like if you're going to be creating videos online or live videos, they should look spectacular because it's instant credibility. That's, mm -hmm. I can't snap right the first time. There we go. There you go. Um, <laughs> um, you know, that, sh that side of it should be professional, mm -hmm. but your personality should never be professional. And so it's the mix, the combo of the visuals professionalism and the personality that never gets touched by that professional attitude. And that is professionality. And so if you strive to achieve that, because often people put together the really good looking videos and the, the fancy equipment, and then they just stiffen up. And if you can, you know, just think of them as two completely separate things, it, it, it helps. What would you say to someone that's starting out um, maybe with lives and has never done it, so they don't want to do it because they can't make it look super professional? They oh, don't yeah. know what that looks like. I'm sure that this is not a new question. How do, how do you encourage them to do it then? So I like to help them see that bringing their audience along for the ride of the increase in professionalism is actually more beneficial than just coming out of the gate. So yeah, I deal with this all the time with our viewers. Um, they don't start because they can't look like us. Right. right <laughs> so like right. we have all the fancy stuff we've been, I've been doing this for 13 years. So I, I know what I'm doing. I've invested over 13 years in equipment. And, um, so we have the fancy of the fanciest, but to show you what's possible and we, we build studios for our clients, like, like Michael Porter, Michael Porter, <laughs> sorry, <laughs> that was good. Michael Hyam, Amy Porterfield and Pat Flynn and Donald Miller and Ryan Levesque. And so we build their professional studios and then everybody wants to be them or be us. And they, they feel like, like you said, they can't do it until it's perfect and that's truly perfectionism just getting in the way. And so what I, I, I just want you to start because if you start with incredible professional, I can't talk now, incredibly professional looking live video, guess what? You are not going to be able to benefit from live video because you're getting stuck in the tech and you're not actually learning through the lower quality stuff. You're not actually learning how to engage with your audience. And that engagement is the most important thing about live video. Right. 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 It's why they're here uh, to connect with you and to have that relationship and that engagement. So you have to start with the phone, right? I would prefer you start with the phone. I don't know why I'm holding up my phone. I'm literally <laughs> holding up my phone like I'm in a video. Um, <laughs> for all of you podcast listeners, <laughs> I do video if you can't tell. <laughs> um, if, you, if you start with the phone, you start to learn how to just talk on live video. And that's really, really, really important in your journey. Um, or you could start with, you know, what I call a level two, like BeLive or Facebook.com. And those are browser-based services. And then you work your way up to Ecamm or vMix. And that's a level three where you can add the cooler things like graphics on screen and comments on screen. 
and you take a journey through that process because anything in life, you're never going to be to the end goal immediately, right? So you have to take a journey. It's the same thing with your live video setup is that you have this process that you're going through. And if you can really get good at engaging your audience and telling them, what's coming and showing them like, Hey, I got a new camera. Look at this. Like they love that stuff. It's more behind the scenes. It's real. It's authentic. And it helps in, it helps them connect to you in a deeper way because they feel like it is their journey, not just yours, right? If you just come out and you're just like, bam, look at me. I'm awesome, professional. And I've got all the fancy stuff. There's a it's fine, but there's a disconnect. But if they feel like they're being brought through that process, it's their journey and their studio and their videos as much as it is yours. You're putting them, you're making them part of your story. Exactly. And it's a connection piece. Totally. On my very first lives, I actually uh, would rewatch them and then delete them. And then and this, is, this is how we used to <laughs> people do that all the then, time. <laughs> but then I, I, I gained myself and I was like, I'm going to go live. I'm going to do this and I'm not watching it. Yeah. I have some from several years back that I actually have never watched just yeah. because I haven't gone back to watch them. now. It wouldn't bother me, but then it was just like, that was the only way I was going to not over critique myself because I was like, <laughs> oh, you're such a weirdo. Or why did you say that? Or why didn't you add this? You know, my whole you know, uh-huh. mine after, afterthought was, was not helping me in this whole learning process. Well, okay. So you said, um, I'm just going to give you a different perspective to this sure. of watching yourself back. You said that you are such a dork or, or whatever you said, what it like, um, yeah, I, I'm just, why are you such a dork or why did you, yeah. Do, so yeah. what does that, what does that look like to you? That would, it, it, well, it doesn't look like that to me now. I have no problem doing it now. But back then, mm-hmm. what it was is that I wasn't, I wasn't, it was a perfectionist. I wasn't right. just quite enough. I maybe had something that was so very specifically quirky me. And I was yeah. just like, oh, I shouldn't have done that. That That's not proper. you know. But or, that's where you should lean into. Exactly. Yeah, exactly. And that's where, but that early on, mm, yeah, I, I you mean, were like, Oh no, hide, hide away. <laughs> yeah. I was like, I'll just do it and not look at it, do it, not look at it. Oh, <laughs> and, and you know, that's a, that's something that everybody goes through. Um, I do believe that, you know, if you have to do that at the beginning, great, that just do whatever you have to do to get through it. Um, but I do believe that there's a benefit to watching yourself back uh, just so you can learn. If you can step out of outside of yourself and look at yourself from a third-party perspective, mm-hmm. you have to, as a business owner, understand what people see about you, right? What's attractive about you to your audience? And it's usually never the things that we think it is right. So like, exactly. Um, I have a friend who has a gap in her teeth and she doesn't like it, but everybody else thinks it's freaking adorable, you know? So it's like those little things, whether they're physical or personality traits, we have to start looking at ourselves and not think about the person that we see in the mirror, but see it as somebody else who's totally, totally 
different. Um, and then you can start to see, oh, well, that was a cute little, you know, laugh, or that was a cute way of doing this or that, or saying this or that, or that's something I could lean into because people reacted. When people feel, that's when they react. So you have to look at what are people actually reacting to? What are they commenting on? What are they laughing at or, or doing a, a reaction to a like or a heart? That's when you tap into that stuff. That's when you lean into it and use it more. And truth be told, there was um, some personal growth curve that still needed to trans mm-hmm. in not, not having to do with the personal growing me in the business. It had nothing to do with that. It was my own personal evolving as a human learning, you know, mm-hmm. what this new phase of my life looked like, you know, what all those yeah. things that were in that time frame, I had to work on that as well. So I couldn't do a live without being critical of myself mm. because I was also critical of myself in real life at the yeah. time. So I had to work on that in order to overcome the other piece of it, which it, it dueled. Yeah. It often does, doesn't it? If we really look yeah. at it. <laughs> it so, so seriously duels and, and people that um, aren't, how do I say that? The authenticity piece that you were talking about being authentic, truly authentic, um, authentically you uniquely you, you know, as you were talking about, um, being that piece of it is going to be your component. Mm -hmm. So it has to be right. It's gotta be, it's gotta be something that you, that you embrace. And it's, it's one of the most uncomfortable things we do, but yeah, it's, it's the way that you're going to find the biggest success and the the biggest, and not just success, but the biggest impact. Right. And so many of us want to make an impact. Yeah. The piece of what we're doing is wanting to make an impact for sure. Right. So how has your entrepreneurial journey actually changed you as a person? I've become a lot more self-confident. Uh, I, I've always had a quiet confidence. Like I, I don't know how to explain it, but a, a dormant, maybe I should say a dormant confidence, um, that I knew someday I was going to, I was worth paying attention to. Does that make sense? Like, yes, uh, I don't even know how to say it. Um, but I've always had that quietness in me, even through, you know, the 34 years of controlling relationships. But, um, and I think that's the only reason that I got out of them in, in the end, but um, when I started the business, I had zero confidence in myself. I, I thought nothing I thought was right, you know. So the the journey has really just instilled a, a confidence, a, a calmness, and a willingness to say, "No, that's not right. Let's do it this way." Mm-hmm. And it's something I work on daily, um, and something that keeps coming up for me. But you know, if I look at myself even four years ago versus today, I'm a completely different person <laughs> and it's been super beneficial, <laughs> which is good. We want this. Oh year. yeah. <laughs> yes. <laughs> it's good for me, but it's also good for my viewers and my students. Cause I share, I share all of that with them too, you know? Right. Where can the audience find you connect with you? I'm at livestreamingpros.com or youtube.com slash livestreamingpros where you can see me start to lose the script. Ah! 
<laughs> watch the journey. Let's watch the journey. <laughs> But we're live on YouTube twice a week, uh, once a week on Facebook.com uh, slash live streaming. Everything's live streaming pros. So um, yeah, we're live a lot and we answer people's questions and um, help you guys out. So if you have questions, just let us know. And we'll, we will live link everything in the show notes for the listeners so that they can find you. Because if you want to learn any of this from anybody, I would highly suggest Luria for sure. Live streaming. Oh, thank <laughs> and I you. Thank you. Thank you for coming on today, though. Thank you for taking the time out and connecting with me and getting to have this awesome conversation. Thank you for a safe place to be vulnerable. (laughs) (laughs) You bet. Anytime. That's name of the game. So we can all move forward, right? Better humans, better world. Exactly. All right, guys. As always, keep moving forward. Thanks for listening to the Fem Nation podcast. Be sure to check out our show notes for more details from the episode. If you love the show, share it with a friend or drop me a note. I'd love to hear from you over at whitedevgannon.com or find me on social media. Until next time, keep moving forward. <laughs>